Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host, Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm back better than ever. And on today's show, I want to talk about decisions, decisions, decisions. And more importantly, I want to teach you how you can make decisions. As always, this is a teaching podcast, so go and grab your Bibles and something to write with. We want to start here in Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11, verse number 24, and I want to use this scripture as my launching pad today. It says, therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. Once again, therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things ye desire, when you pray, Believe that ye have received them and ye shall have them. I want you to underscore when you pray, believe that you receive them because that's key. Because prayer, in my estimation, is bringing my mind into agreement with what I want. So when I pray, when I take the time to pray, I need to believe and receive that I have it right now. Does it mean that it has to manifest in the physical realm? And that's one of the things that boggles our imagination, because when we pray, you know, many times we're waiting to get something. And that's an issue because faith is now. So don't put off what you want in the future. That's not what the scripture is saying. When you pray, believe now and receive now and you're going to have it now. That's the best way I can say it. When you pray, I want to encourage you today. When you pray, believe now that you got it and receive it now and you'll have it. So in other words, when you pray today, if you decide to pray today, whatever you're praying about today, you need to believe it now and receive it now and you'll have it right now. Where do you have it? You have it in your heart and whatever you have in your heart, it will manifest in the physical realm at some point. And so I want to encourage you to boost your prayer life and don't get stuck and caught in this trap about, well, I prayed and I never got it. No, when you prayed, you should have it now, not later. You should have it now. Now, let me give you this, because one of the most important things in life is learning how to make a decision. And yet there's no formal training to teach you how to do this. No amount of formal education will equip you in this area of life. And I think this is one of the things that I lament about our school systems is that they don't teach you how to make decisions, but you have to learn how to make them. And people are not confident about making a decision. Everything in life, you'll make a thousand upon a thousand decisions today. And if you can become good at making decisions, you can chart the very destiny of your life. So I want to encourage you through this podcast to learn how to make some decisions. And I'm going to give you a couple of points here in a few minutes. But I think it's important that we talk about how our mind works, because, again, you got to have your mindset 
in a proper arrangement of order to be able to make some decisions. So you may want to write a couple of these things down. Number one, our conscious mind. What is our conscious mind? It's the intellect, the reasoning faculty, which function is to choose and select. So we select an idea from the mind and then you can choose what you want to be, what you want to do, and what you want to have in your life. Now, it's important to understand that when we are choosing certain things, as it relates to the word of God, we are choosing in God's will. So when you know his will, his will is his word and his word is his will. So when we're making selection and choices of things, we're looking at what the word of God has in store for us because you can choose wrong. And because we are a free will agent, we have to yield to the will of God. And many times we've made some mistakes in our choosing and in our selecting because we're choosing the wrong thing. But in the conscious mind, the conscious mind is important because that's the mind that is choosing. It's selecting. It is making choice of the things that we want. All right. Number two, the transliminal area of mind. This is where visualization happens. When we talk about visualization, visualizing what we want, this is this transliminal area of mind. I call it the eye of the mind, the area of mind between the conscience and the subconscious, which an idea is visualized through which an idea passes into the subconscious. So the conscious mind is making a selection. And then the transliminal area of mind is the mind where we see the visualization process of what I want to do. I can see myself opening up the business. I can see myself losing weight. I can see myself having a happy marriage. I can see myself coming out of debt because you have to see this. If you can see it and feel it, you can get it. And we all have an imagination, so we might as well use it. And this is this transliminal area of mind, the visualization process. Don't miss it because this part of the mind is important. And once we select that idea from the conscious mind, we visualize it and then it passes into number three. And that's the subconscious, which is important. Now, the subconscious, the department of mind which receives and accepts all conscience and unconscious impressions and acts upon them without reasoning. Here's what this means. The subconscious facet of mind does not reason inductively. It reasons deductively. So your conscious mind doesn't reason. That's so important. In other words, it doesn't judge. It's not going to make any judgment. It's not going to make any selection. Whatever you give it is what it is. For example, if I say I am rich and I impress riches into my subconscious mind, it is going to go with it. If I say I am poor and I impress upon my subconscious mind things of poverty, things of lack, things of doubt and unbelief, it will accept it. It's never going to challenge you. It's never going to push anything out. It will take what you give it. That's powerful. Now, one might say, why would I want to select poverty? Well, Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You are what you think you are, not what I think you are, not what others think you 
might be, society included. You are the sum total thoughts of what you've been thinking. So it's so important now that we impress the good that we want in our subconscious mind. Here's what the subconscious mind does. It will find a way to bring to you the things you want. That's its job. To select, not select, is to go out and bring about the good you want in your life. So I, in my conscious mind, I select, this is the job that I want, the transliminal area of mind, I visualize it. And then the subconscious mind brings the opportunities, brings the chances, the connections. I'm in the right place at the right time. I'm being led by God. That subconscious mind is so powerful because it's putting things together. It's the modus operandi of the idea that I selected. This is how your mind works. And again, school didn't talk about this, at least school I went to when I was in my younger years, even middle school, high school. I don't even remember in college me learning anything about this transliminal area of mind. I heard about the subconscious, but not to the degree that I know it today. But this thing is very biblical because it's scientific and God created science. God created the Bible. He knows how these things work together. So I want you to begin to look at yourself differently. You are smart and intelligent. You got wisdom. You got all of the things going for you. But one of the things that we have to realize and understand and know that God will not select for you. I know we may want him to, but we are responsible for the choices that we make. So now when you start making selection in your conscious mind, you need to know what you want. When you are visualizing yourself doing something, see that in the transliminal area of mind. And then when you're making impressions in your subconscious, make sure you're making the right impressions because the subconscious will find a way through what you selected, it won't stop until it finds a way to bring to you the good that you want. And I think that's a powerful thing. Now, let me give you point number one in the decision-making process. You might want to write this stuff down. Be specific and clear. When we are making decisions in our life, slow it down and be specific and and clear. In other words, do I really want this or that? You need to ask yourself these questions, what you want, because sometimes we think we want something, but we really don't want it after we get it. You need to slow it down in a quiet place and find out inside of your heart, be specific and clear, because many times we don't have because our subconscious knows we're not ready for the responsibility. He, it knows that inside of us because, again, that's the place where we're making impressions because every blessing comes with responsibility. If you say you want this car, well, your subconscious knows that you really don't want to pay for it. You really don't want to be responsible to do the upkeep. You say you want a four-bedroom house, but you don't want to pay the taxes on it. You don't want to clean it. You don't want to do the upkeep, the maintenance. Again, everything, if I gave you a house... You got to take care of it. You got to pay the taxes. If you don't, they're going to take your house away. So let's be honest with ourselves. The old adage says to thine own self, 
be true, be honest, and be specific and clear about what you want. Most of the people that I talk to, counsel, or even coach, I ask them this question, what do you want? And they can't tell me. And I said, until you can find out what you want, you can't get what you want. You slow the process down specifically by not knowing what you want. You speed the process up if you can know what you want. So don't be afraid of making a decision. Be specific and be clear. Look at Luke chapter 14. Let me give you some Bible concerning this, starting at verse number 28. It says, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and you're not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you. They'll laugh at you. Verse 30 saying, this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. Or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Won't he first sit down in the quiet place and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose one coming against him with 20,000? If he is not able, he will send a delegation while the other is still a long way off. And I will ask for terms of peace. This is so clear. You got to be specific and clear. You got to count up the costs and see if you're committed in this decision making process. So don't allow trials and tribulations and family members push you into something that you're not specific and clear about. It's best that you say, I don't know right now. It's best that you say, I'm thinking about it right now. That's a powerful word. I'm thinking about it because most people don't think they just do. But you need to think. Think about it and think it over again and think it over again until, catch this, you're specific and clear and you've got some peace about what you want to do. All right. Number two, define the answer. So once I'm specific and clear about what I want, I need to define the answer. In other words, that means to decide it and affirm it. Affirm it means to say it publicly. It's like a mantra. I am blessed. I am wealthy. I am prosperous. These are like affirmations that you speak to yourself. We have to decide that I am blessed. You have to affirm that you are blessed. You have to say it publicly that you are blessed. Whatever you are, don't hide it under a bushel. Don't be afraid because remember, we're not looking for any kind of pat on the back from people. So don't wait for that. You need to say who you are. That's what Jesus did. Jesus came out and said, I'm the son of God. And he got dirty looks and they thought he was crazy, but it didn't matter to Jesus because he knew who he was. What man? That is some powerful moxie. That's some powerful bravado. That's ultimate confidence that you know who you are and you'll say it and you don't even care what people think. You don't even flinch about it because sometimes we'll say what we are. But on the inside, again, that subconscious mind is like, nah, I don't know. You didn't tell me that you didn't impress that upon me. Remember, we make the impression on the subconscious daily about what we are. And again, out of the abundance of the heart the mouth will speak. So there has to be a connection with uh, the faith in our heart and the confession that's coming out of our mouth. So we've got to define the answer. Let me give you some Bible for this in Mark chapter 10. 
starting at verse number 46. Notice what this says. And they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with the disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. Verse 47. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. So notice what he's doing. He's deciding. He's affirming. He's defining the answer publicly. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 48, and many charged that he would hold his peace. Basically saying, just be quiet. But he cried the more and a great deal. Notice what it says. The son of man, David, have mercy on me. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. I need you, Lord. I can't make it without you. Notice what he's doing in the presence of those that are around him. He doesn't care. I'm defining the answer. Verse 49, and Jesus stood still. He cried out so much that Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man saying unto him, be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. Notice verse 50, and he casting away his garment rose and came to Jesus and Jesus answered and said unto him, watch this now, this is powerful. What will thy that I shall do unto thee? In other words, what do you want? Now you'll read this and you'll say, well, why would Jesus say this? Clearly the man is blind. Don't Jesus know that the man is blind? Why are you asking a question about what this man wants? Watch this now, because God does not deal with the obvious. You have to tell him what you want. Oh, that's powerful. Because many times, if you don't tell God what you want, then you can't get what you need. And some of us are suffering right now because we are thinking, well, God, you know what I want. You, you know I don't have any money. You know I'm broke, busted, and disgusted. You know I'm in a place of depression. You know I'm in a place of defeat. You should know this already. God doesn't deal with the obvious. You have to tell him what you want. And the man said, I want to receive my sight. Don't miss this. I'm telling you, don't miss what I'm saying because this is powerful. When we define the answer, when we decide it and affirm it and give it publicly, we are telling God, what we want, we are speaking to our subconscious, the powerful thing about what God has placed inside of us, what we want. And in the case of blind Bartimaeus, he said, Lord, this is what I want. And Jesus said, I'll give you what you want. Because watch this, maybe blind Bartimaeus didn't want to see. Maybe he wanted something else. And this is why the Lord doesn't deal with the obvious. So I want you to get the obvious out of your mind. Because again, you have a will that's been given to by God. God has given you your will. And you have to make selection. You have to make choice of the good that you want. And until you do, you won't have it. Verse 52 says, And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith have made thee whole. Faith is a confession because you define the answer. Because you decided it and affirmed it, blind Bartimaeus, you're going to get what you want. Notice what it said again. And Jesus said unto him, verse 52, go thy way, thy faith 
hath made thee whole because you made a decision. You defined the answer. You decided it. You affirmed it. You said sight is for me. I'm tired of being blind. You're going to get what you want. And immediately he received his sight. Watch this. And he followed Jesus in the way. That's powerful. Not only did he get what he wanted from the master, he followed him. He was a disciple. He went where Jesus was going. All right. Number three, believe in the answer. So once you are specific and clear, once you define the answer, you need to believe in the answer. Let's make this personal. You need to believe in the answer. Not everybody else. You. Until you believe in the answer, you can't get what you want. Here's what that means. You don't need anyone anymore to agree with about the good that you want to come to pass in your life. You don't need that. You don't need an agreement now. You've got an agreement. When you believe in the answer, you don't need anybody's pat on the back. You don't need anybody's encouragement. You don't need anybody's go ahead. No, you are slowing the process down. You don't need anyone anymore to agree with you about the things that you want to see happen in your life. You need to believe in the God in you. Write that down. You, I'm talking to you today, you need to believe in the God in you. Where is God? He's inside of you. And you need to believe in that because faith means that you understand the law of mind. The law of mind was what I gave you about the conscious mind, the transliminal area of mind, the subconscious mind, the mind of God, the word of God. You need to believe in the process about how things happen. This is scientific. It'll happen every time. And you have to believe in this process because a decision is made by the conscious mind and it will be brought about by the God within. That's how this thing comes to pass. So believe in the answer. Believe in the God in you. Look at Mark chapter 9. Let's anchor this. Mark chapter 9, starting at verse number 21. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, of a child. And oftentimes he cast himself into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Notice what Jesus said. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe. This is not about me. This is about you. If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. In other words, the Lord turned it around on him. This is not about me. He said, but if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believe. That's powerful. The Lord, what I love about Jesus, he always empowered those that he was hanging around, those that he was trying to help. He ministered to them to help them to understand. This is not about me. This is about your selection. This is about your choice. And if you can believe, you can get the impossible. The impossible becomes possible for you because you believe. Notice what the man said in verse number 24. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, I really do believe in the answer. I believe you are the answer, but help my unbelief. 
I've got some faith, but I got a lot of unbelief. Here's why I believe the man had a lot of unbelief. Notice what the scripture says in verse 21. And he asked his father, how long has this been happening unto him? And the man says, since he was a child. So that says he's a grown up now. He's a grown man. He's not a child anymore. So for all of these years, this man has had an experience of his son that was a child being in this situation. And now he's grown and he's still in this situation. So time becomes an enemy of our faith because the longer we see disappointment, it's hard for us to believe that we can have a better day. The longest time that you've been seeing things not happening in your life, sometimes it's difficult to believe that you can have the life that God says you can have. You can have a nice house, a nice home, a nice marriage. You can be debt free. You can start the business. You can lose weight. You can be happy. You can be joyous. When you've gone through things a long time, sometimes it's difficult to believe. But here comes Jesus saying to the man, Let's shift this up. I know it's been a long time and I know you've been discouraged, but I want to tell you if you can believe in the midst of your own experience, in the midst of all the things that have not happened for you, if you can just believe that your grown son now can be made whole, he can. And so because of that, the young man was healed, delivered, set free by the power of God. And that's what I want to tell you today. Believe in the answer. I want you to hold on to your faith. I know you might be in a difficult season. I know you might say you just don't understand. That's what everybody says. You just don't understand what I'm going through. And I respect that. But I want to say to you, if you can make selection if you can make selection and visualize it and stay in faith and impress upon the subconscious that this is going to happen for me and trust and know that God hears me when I pray. He's waiting on me to do what he's told me to do. But the powerful thing is I can't now say once I've made a selection, I can now tell uh, God how to bring it to me how the subconscious will bring it to pass. No, allow God to do the good. Allow God to do the excellent. Allow God to do what's far passing, what you can't get to. He will find a way through the subconscious to bring to you the good that you want. And finally, number four, don't ask how. I want you to write this down and underscore because this is where a lot of people are. Don't ask how. Remove this question from your vocabulary. Once again, once you become specific and clear, number two, once you define the answer and affirm it, once you believe in the answer, don't ask how. Remove this out of your mindset, out of your vocabulary, tear it out of every page of your life. Don't ask how. The how is not your business. That's how God's business comes to pass. And the subconscious mind will figure it out for you. Now, let me give you an example. Have you ever met someone and said, I know you from somewhere, but I just can't remember how I know you. And then you leave the situation, you get in your car. And then a couple hours later, their name comes to you about and the places where you met them. You say, oh, now I remember where I met so-and-so. That's the power of don't asking how. Because the subconscious was, is like a computer. It goes through all the files in your life, searching and looking 
trying to help you to figure out who was the person that I met three hours ago that I didn't know who they were. That's the power of the subconscious. While you forgot about it, the subconscious mind was working to bring to you the answers that you need. That's why you don't need to worry about how. God already knows how. The power of the subconscious to, to what God has created on the inside of you it already knows. Your subconscious knows everything that you need to do and every person that you need to meet. It already has the solution to your problems. This is why you don't need to continue to ask how. This is how you know also that you're carnally minded and you continue to stay in the conscious mind. Remember I told you that the conscious mind is the place that makes selection. Once you make selection of the good that you want, get out of the, get out of the conscious mind. Because what your conscious mind is going to ask you is, why are we going to do it? In other words, you say, I'm going to be rich. Then your conscious mind says, well, how are we going to get to these riches? How are we going to get to this wealth? You say, well, I want to get a new car. And then your conscious mind says, well, well how are we going to do this? Because remember, that's the area of reasoning. It's trying to get some reasons. It's trying to get some understanding. It's trying to get some data and some information. In the conscious mind, make selection and then get out of it. Don't stay in there. Get out of it. We, our mind is like gears. We got to shift gears in our mindset. So don't stay in the conscious. Once you make a selection, get out of the conscious mind and know that the subconscious through the power of God will work and bring to you all the things that you need. Let me give you John chapter number three. We're going to start here at verse one. And this is the last scripture that I want to give to you today. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Verse two, the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that our teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that you're doing except God be with you. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. In other words, he doesn't understand how God is doing certain things in his life. Verse four said, Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born again? He's asking how. He doesn't understand. Nicodemus doesn't understand. And Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Verse 7. Marvel not that I say unto thee, Nicodemus, you must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell where it is coming from and whether it is going. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Look at verse number nine here. Nicodemus answered and said, how can these things be? There he is again. He's stuck in asking how. He doesn't understand. Notice what Jesus said, verse number 10. Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel and knoweth not these things? <laughs> In other words, Jesus is like, aren't you a master? Aren't you a kung fu master? Don't you? Aren't you a master of Israel? Aren't you a teacher of the law? How are you teaching people something that you don't know? Wow. 
Jesus just called the man out. And there are a lot of people today that are Christians, believers, they love God, but they have not mastered how things should work. And I want to say this to you, and I don't care how old you are, how long you've been saved or anything like that. You need to learn how things work. You need to learn how principles work. You need to learn how the word of God works and your responsibility to apply the word of God in every situation. I've been pastoring for a good number of years now. And one of the things that I continue to see in the lives of people, they don't understand how things work. And so until you do, life will just happen to you. Things will just mess up your life until you put a stop to it and learn how things work. And Jesus was saying to him, you must be born again. You've got to make a spiritual transformation. And when you make a spiritual transformation, you'll understand spiritual things and you'll understand how to get the goods that you want. Because everything that you want is in the spiritual realm. The problem is you just don't know how to access it. And that's why the conscious mind, the transliminal area of mind, the subconscious of mind, these are the mindsets that we have to begin to practice every day in making decisions. And when we do this, all of the things that we want, the things that we want to see happen in our lives will come to pass. Verse number 11, uh, let me just give you the conclusion of the matter. In John chapter 3, verse number 11, verily, verily, I say unto them, we speak that we do know and testify that we have seen and you didn't even receive our witness. If I told you earthly things, Nicodemus, and ye believe not, how shall ye believe if I tell you heavenly things? In other words, if you don't understand earthly things and you still got questions, then let's not even talk about spiritual things because you're not going to understand that either. So it's so important for you and I to understand the processes of how things come to pass. And in Nicodemus's case, you must be born again. And the same thing that goes for Nicodemus is the same thing that goes for you and I. We must be born again born from above with a new mindset, with a new heart. And then we can access and stay in faith, not get discouraged so quickly when things don't manifest in the natural. See, again, when I told you, according to Mark 11, that when you pray, believe that you receive it right now and you have it right now in your spirit and it will manifest at the appropriate time. So I want you to be encouraged today and know beyond a shadow of a doubt, you can be a great decision maker. But that's all that I wanted to share to you. I pray that this blessed you. If it did, send me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. I'm looking for donors, financial donors who will connect with me that believe that this podcast, these episodes are helping you Go to my website today, uh, www.thomasadeloach.com. Scroll all the way down to the bottom of the screen there. and You'll see a donation tab. And if you want to give any dollar amount, it will go to help me to continue to bring these episodes of To Empower You, as I believe that they are being a blessing. So if you are convinced that you want to financially partner with me, 
Everything that you give will go to helping me create these shows and bring something that will be an encouragement to your life. As always, I am praying for you, believing God's best for your life. I want you to be empowered today to make a decision. And when you do, follow these steps, follow these processes. I want to encourage you. You can't lose with the stuff I use. Take care. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com. And follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered. empowered.